welcome, welcome fans of Florp, of Bobby Wonder, and always fans of me, Grabstack, your host of the most famous radio show in the entire world, nay, the entire galaxy. <sighs> Do I have stats to back that up? I don't need stats. I have something better than stats, and that is absolute certainty in my own greatness. Are there even other radio shows worth listening to? I mean, suppose there is. There's the Kapow's Power of Invention, and Mr. Schnooze does have that fun show that broadcasts from Flewsville. But I always trust my gut, and my gut says those shows are nowhere near as famous as mine. After all, can either of them direct, act, and manage talent? Well, I sure can. I can even manage myself, because that's just how good I am. But enough about me, because let's be honest, we could go on about me all day. There's so much to discuss. But it's not talk about grab stack and how great I am time. It's riddle fest time. Oh, that's right. I hear Carl, the station manager in the other room, Firing up the riddle machine, and I'm ready with my thinking cap, which I already have switched the light bulbs on for. So, I get a little extra edge in this riddle challenge. I also met a peacock named Pedro, and he gave me one of his very extravagant tail feathers as a good luck charm. So now my thinking cap is purple with lightning bolts and little light-up light bulbs and a peacock feather. (laughs) This doesn't help me think. I don't know what will. Are you already at home? Then let's get this challenge started! Riddle number one! Carl, hit us with the first question. And the question says, What goes in your pocket but always keeps it empty? What? How can something go in your pocket and keep it empty? Obviously, if something's in your pocket, then your pocket's full, not empty. Carl, are you sure you printed the question right? Oh, okay, fine. I believe you, but it seems suspicious. All right, listeners, we're starting off with a tough one today, I suppose. What can go in your pocket but always keep it empty? Well, let's see. What do I usually keep in my pocket? Scripts, lucky pennies, mandarin oranges, you know, just in case I need a little blood sugar boost throughout the day. And you never know when you'll be caught in the middle of a battle and really want a snack. I can't tell you what a fresh squeeze of citrus does for the old morale. But anyway, all those things definitely keep my pockets full, although I carry more of a fanny pack these days. (laughs) After the incident. I don't even like thinking about the incident, let alone telling it again, but I'll tell it again, because my pain deserves to be recognized. It was a sunny afternoon when Bobby Wonder told me Mighty Milo was at the community pool trying to vacuum all the water out. I asked Bobby to hold my lucky pennies and little oranges in his pockets, because at the time, my pants were just too stylish for pockets. So we got to the pool, and I want a little snack, but when Bobby put his hand in his pocket to get my little oranges out there were gone turns out bobby had a hole in his pocket and all my items fell out oh boy after that day i switched to fanny packs oh wait that's it what goes in your pocket but always keeps it empty a hole because it's in your pocket, but everything else that goes in falls out. Oh, ha, 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 we got it, listeners. Let's move on to round two. Round two. Question is, what kind of ship has two mates but no captain? Well, you know, I was once the captain of a ship. Yeah, it's true. This is back on Florp, and it was a spaceship, not like those little sailboats they sail down at the Pflugerville Pond. Well... 
It also was little, but it could fly. Some aliens had landed on Florp, and I didn't speak their language, but it seemed like they were asking for my help, so I boarded and took control of the helm. Yeah, they all seemed very excited, so I started pressing buttons and helping them get back to where they needed to go. Eventually, the first mate, that's the captain's right hand on a ship, came running on deck. It turned out he spoke Florp. And also that I was sitting on the captain, who was even smaller than I am, and I stand by my story that I did not see her sitting in that chair. Anyway, I like to think lives were changed that day. Mine certainly was, because I added amazing spaceship captain to my resume, and that really makes my achievements pop. Oh, what was the question again? Oh, what kind of ship has two mates but no captain? <sighs> Not that spaceship. It had two captains anyway. Let's ask our listeners. Let's go to our grab stack at gokidgo.com account and see what you all have to say. Okay, one listener says, grab stack, the answer is a relationship. Oh, well, isn't that clever? What kind of ship has two mates? But no, Captain O, that's the answer. A relationship. Carl, is that the answer? Yeah, it is. Okay, round three. The question is, what is the laziest mountain in the world? Oh, I know the answer to this one. Do y'all have it at home? Granted, I've never been there myself, but if I had, I really would have to spend most of my time at base camp. Who wants to climb a mountain? It's so chilly cold up there. Anyway, have you guessed it yet? The answer is Mount Everest. Get it? <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I would do at that mountain. I'm already a championship climber. I don't need to climb a whole mountain to prove it, but I would take a great nap. Yeah. Hooray! Okay, that's three. We've once again gone three for three with the riddle machine. Good job, listeners. Welcome back, loyal listeners, to another episode of Grab Stacks Radio Show. We're back with another edition of our Riddle Fest Challenge. And we got a good one for you today, folks. Carl, the station manager, has been tinkering with the riddle machine to make them even trickier. Which I didn't really think was possible, but <laughs> here we are. I hope I can actually make it through all three rounds now. Oh, who am I kidding? Of course I can. I'm a riddle-solving genius. After all, I haven't met a riddle I couldn't solve yet. <laughs> Just excuse me a moment, listeners. Carl is laughing so hard, I think it's turned into a darn coffin fit. What's so funny, Carl? If you need some water, you can just go get it yourself, because I don't appreciate what you're implying. Oh, good. Yeah, there he is. Back to the land of the living, folks. Carl, why don't you make yourself useful and start the riddle machine? <laughs> Oh, and Carl has taken my very good advice because I hear that familiar clink and whirl of the riddle machine firing up. Let's get this show on the road, people! First round! Our first question of the day is... What always enters a house through the keyhole? Oh, so mysterious. Why is it coming into my house? Why through the keyhole? And what could it be? Well, I suppose that last one's the nature of the riddle. Okay, let's see. What could possibly enter through the keyhole? Something real small, I expect. A mouse, maybe? No, that's not right, because one time I was hanging out by the baseboards and I met the little mouse who said he came in through the basement. That's basically the opposite of the keyhole, so maybe it's an ant. 
Or maybe it's a person who got shrunk down by a shrink ray, and now instead of walking through the front door, they have to walk through the keyhole. Oh, well, that wouldn't make any sense. Obviously, if someone got shrunk down by a shrinking ray, they would just walk under the gap in the door. It's far more accessible for a tiny, tiny human. The keyhole's pretty high up. I mean, they'd have to rig up some sort of manual elevator or a pulley system or build some scaffolding just to even get close to the keyhole. And who wants to do all of that when you're probably not going to stay shrunken forever? Surely someone invented a non-shrinking ray to reverse the effects. Anyway, oh boy, we are off track here. The plight of the person shrunk by the shrinking ray will just have to wait. We've got a riddle to solve. Okay, what always enters a house through the keyhole? Well, let's see. Uh, how's this riddle worded? What always enters a house through a keyhole? Okay, so it has to be every time, which means it can't get into the house any other way. Well, I know the way I get into the house is by the door. Bobby Wonder sometimes goes through the window, but that's because he's always forgetting his keys. But I never forget my keys, so pretty easy to unlock the door and just walk in. I mean, you know how doors were meant to be used. Oh, hey, 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 but think about that. The key always goes in before me, and the key goes in the keyhole, so I think that's it. What do you say, Carl? Yeah, is it a key? We got a nod for yes, folks, which means the answer to what always enters a house through the keyhole is a key. All right, first riddle in the bag. Good job, solvers. Let's see what our next question is. Hit us, Carl. Second round, and the question is, if a red house is made of red bricks and a yellow house is made of yellow bricks, what is a green house made of? Well, that's easy. The answer's green bricks. <laughs> okay, why is Carl shaking his head? What do you mean it's not green bricks, Carl? What do you know anyway? Oh, I guess you know the answer because it's written down. Fine. What is a greenhouse made of? Wait a second. Hang, hang on. What? Oh, this is one of those tricky questions. Nice try, riddle machine, but me and my solvers at home are smarter than you because the answer to what is a greenhouse made of is glass. Because a greenhouse is where you grow your veggies in the wintertime, and it's usually made of glass. Ha! The riddle machine was just trying to throw us off the scent with this whole red and yellow brick business. But we're too smart for it, aren't we, listeners? And a second riddle is in the bag, which means we got one final riddle for the day. <laughs> Round three, and the riddle is, what is the capital in France? <gasps> oh, dear. Oh, I can't say geography on Earth is exactly my strong suit. I just discovered where Kansas was a few weeks ago. What is the capital in France? Oh, let's see. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> Would you look at that? But the studio phone is ringing. Excuse me, listeners. I better get this. Hello? Oh, it's Mr. Snood. Okay, let me put you on the air, Mr. Snood. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, hello. First time caller, long time listener. I want to answer your riddle because I know exactly what it is. Oh. Okay, then what is the capital in France? It's the Euro, and a fine type of capital it is, too. Very solid, very colorful. I'm sorry, Mr. Snood, that is not correct. The correct answer is the letter F. Get it? The capital in France 
the word is F, because it's the only letter that's capitalized. You mean this question wasn't about money? This is outrageous. I demand a refund. Though he didn't charge anything to call. Oh, hello? Hello? Oh, he hung up. <sighs> but we solved our third riddle, folks, which means we once again went three for three against the new and improved and trickier riddle machine! Hooray! Welcome, welcome, fans of Florp, of Bobby Wonder, but mostly fans of me, Grabstack, the tiniest host with the biggest brain on the airwaves. And that comes in handy, because today we are entering the ring to go three rounds toe-to-toe -to -toe with our crafty question contraption, the Riddle Machine! That's right, listeners, it's time for another Riddle Fest. Have you got your thinking caps on? Oh, I've got mine on, and I must say the peacock feather I added is really tying the whole look together. I even got myself some socks with a feather trim to match, and I might say I am looking absolutely marvelous. Are there any fashion bloggers in Pflugerville? Because if there are, they're going to want to report on this fabulous fit. All right, I hear the riddle machine firing up in the other room, which means it's time to get started. Don't forget, we've tuned it up to be even trickier, so look out. Every question might not be what it seems at first listen. Although, I suppose that's kind of what riddles are, right? Something to make us all think outside the box, or the ball, if we're answering a Balzarian riddle ball. But this time, it's just the metaphorical box. So let's get solving! <laughs> Round one, and the question is, I am an odd number, but if you take away a letter, I become even. What am I? Take away a letter. Well, I might still be getting my math legs under me, but I'm pretty sure you can't subtract letters. Isn't that more of a number thing? Huh. Well, I suppose this is a riddle, so surely there is more to this than meets the eye. Or the ear, since I'm saying it out loud. Hmm. I am an odd number, but if you take away a letter, I become even. How can an odd number become even without a letter? Oh, wait a second. Maybe it means that it's even but missing a letter. What has even in it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know. Did you guess the answer at home? It's seven. Because seven is an odd number. But when you take away the letter S, it becomes the word even. Oh, well, that is terribly clever. <laughs> I think I'm going to write that one down to impress my friends. All right, one whittle down, two to go. Second round. The riddle is, Matilda has four daughters, and each of her daughters has a brother. How many children does Matilda have? Well, I, I believe the answer to this is a lot. I had a friend back on Florp who had 27 brothers and sisters, and let me just tell you, birthdays become something of a chore. Don't even get me started on the names. I don't think I ever managed to remember all 27 of them. I'm pretty sure at some point I just started referring to them all as Buddy. In my defense, so did their parents. So it's highly possible they were all named Buddy and I was nailing it the whole time. It could happen. Anyway, back to our riddle. Matilda has four daughters and they all have a brother. How many children does she have? Do they all have different brothers or the same brother? Carl, how about a hint? Always give me a look, so I must have said something that was on the right track. Let's see. If each of their daughters has a brother, then... Oh, then they all have the same brother. That means there's only one boy and Matilda has five children. Whew. 
eight kids might have been quite the lot for Matilda, although if she names them all buddy, I have evidence that it makes remembering their names much easier. <laughs> Good job, solvers. Let's move on to our final round. And the riddle is a brother, a sister, and their dog were all not standing under an umbrella, but they didn't get wet. Are these Matilda's kids again? What are they doing not standing under an umbrella? Don't they realize they'll catch a cold? Okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see. They're, they're with their dog now, and none of them are getting wet. Are they standing under a bus stop? I mean, what about an awning at a cute little cafe? No? Okay, biscuits and gravy? I don't know. All I know is I want to know how they avoided getting wet, because I absolutely hate it. I mean, it takes so long for my fur to dry, and there's a whole blow-drying protocol that needs to be followed with about seven different types of fur care products just to make sure I always arrive back at my signature shine and bounce. I mean, it's quite the process, I'm telling you. Well, now I'm too worked up to figure out the answer. I need to know their secret. Let's go to the grab stack at GoKidGo.com line and see what our listeners have to say. One listener says, think outside the box, grab stack. Well, that's easy for you to say. You're not worrying about getting your fur wet. Okay, what's this? Another listener says, grab stack, they're not standing under an umbrella because it's not raining. What? Oh, well, that is a tricky riddle. Because they didn't get wet because it's not raining. Okay, well, that's not going to help me learn how to not get wet. But we did solve the riddle, so hooray for us. And that makes three for three. Good job, listeners. Once again, we went toe-to-toe with the riddle machine and lived to tell the tale. And if you got a riddle you'd like to share, then send them to GrabStack at GoKidGo.com and maybe it'll be on the show and we can solve it together. Don't forget to come back Friday for our listener mailbag. That is my favorite part of the week where I answer the mail from my listeners just like you. If you want to ask me a question, you go ahead and email me at the same address, grabstack at gokidgo.com. You can ask me anything about the universe of Bobby Wonder or little old me or why flamingos look like they'd be good at dancing, and I'll have an answer for you. That's a guarantee. Oh, and how do you feel about inventions and adventures and adventures with inventions? If you love them, then you will love seeing what Lucy Wow is up to in the big red barn. Let me tell you what, it is always zany and never boring. Search for Lucy Wow wherever you get your podcasts and join in the hijinks. On that note, have a marvelous day and eat your flourish marflers. Grab steak out. Go, kid, go.